Hello, welcome to Spotlight, where art is in the air. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, it's all about the Bard, as we catch up with rehearsals for the first production of New Ireland Theatre Company, Paradox. We heard from the Manx Youth Bard last week, so how about a poem from the Manx Bard this week? And what happens when sea shanties meet bollocks? As always, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical or literary, just email me at spotlight at manxradio.com or, if you prefer, direct to me, Howard Kane with an E, at manxradio.com. Right, first off, we're going to hear more from the newly installed first Manx Wildlife Trust Biosphere Artist-in-Residence, Claire Payne. We had a lovely chat last week. Claire's looking to engage with the public over the coming months, and I asked her if she was having to move outside her comfort zone and favourite mediums, and what about legacy projects? Definitely. So some of the uh, the different mediums are, are listed in the survey so people can select which ones they would be keen to, to engage with. But yes, this the... the the direction for this is very much however the, the public want to steer it. So I'm going to have to try some new uh, art forms and, and mediums that I haven't tried before. Uh, so it'll be as much a learning process for me as, as for everybody else, really. On the nitty gritty, getting down to the practical front, is there anything, I know it's relatively early days yet, but is there anything we can sort of uh, mark down on the calendar, anything we can look forward to as this year really gets underway, that the uh, first things that people might be able to, outside of the survey, of course, people will be able to engage with, be able to see, be able to speak with you, anything sort of definitely in the calendar yet? Although the, the residency sort of has a, a sort of standalone um, a process, if you like, um, we are also going to uh, overlap with a lot of the major events in the Manx Wildlife Trust calendar that exist already. So um, we have the uh, Bio Blitz in the start of May, um, and that's an opportunity to um, record various species that we find here on the island. Um, but I will be in attendance there with my uh, artist in residence hat on, metaphorically, if not literally as well. Um, <laughs> And uh, we'll be doing some art projects based on the on the creatures that we find. So that literally, is, as it sounds, this is sort of going out. I have heard the thing, I've not actually attended one, but it is going to an area, is it, and just saying, right, you're sort of blitzing in the nicest sense that area just to try and find every life form you can. Yes, that's right. So um, this year we're going to be at Groudle Glen. Um, which obviously has a variety of different habitats. We've got fresh water, there's obviously the beach, we've got the marine environment, there's the woodland. So we have a look at all the different species that we can find there and we record those. Uh, and there'll be an opportunity there for people to do some some art and create some uh, examples of the, of the creatures that we've found. It does sound exciting stuff. Uh, have you had experience of sort of this sort of work before ever? Yes, so it's a bit of an ongoing joke in our household because my CV is a bit of a hodgepodge of all different <laughs> different roles. Good, um, same as mine then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've worked as a presenter at the Blue Planet Aquarium in, in England. Um, my first ever job was as a, a zookeeper at... Uh, Nosy Safari Park. Fantastic. Um, I have. Um, I was a finalist in the Wild Screen Presenting Awards uh, for the BBC uh, many years ago, um, 
And uh, so I've done various little bits of, of um, presenting work. Um, in terms of education, I have a, um, a certificate in introduction to education from University College Man. Um, and I've taught as a photography lecturer for the college. Um, so I've done little bits here and there. I'm also a, a beaver helper with First Arbery Beavers. So we do a lot of craft projects and outdoor activities. So uh, as I say, my, my CV reads a little bit disjointed until you realise that this this role actually brings everything my art. I was going to say this and... role could have been made for you. <laughs> yes. So it's a combination of the art, the zoology, the the presenting, all rolled into one. So nothing frightened you there then, I think. It, it is, yes, a custom built you could be for this particular role. <laughs> Wonderful. What about sort of legacy? Obviously, this is a year. Obviously, we've got a, a whole year to look forward to going going forward with this. Is the idea as well to have a, a, a legacy afterwards at the end of your uh, tenure? What we would like to create over the year is a series of, of projects. I mentioned some um, large-scale um, installations. There'll also be some smaller works. Um, and they will form the sort of physical legacy, if you like, of, of the residency. Um, in addition to that, I'm keen to sort of leave a... Uh, an emotional legacy, if you like. So um, hopefully foster a, an enjoyment of, of art and creativity all across different ge- generations so that that continues even even once I've passed the, the role on to my, my successor. And yes, I suppose there will be a successor. Is there anything in particular you'd like at the end of your 12 months you'd like to, sort of, to have got across, whether it's just a better understanding of the envir- the environments of the Isle of Man, the sensitivity of these environments, the the nature of biosphere, anything you personally would really like to get across through your 12 months? Well, I think it's really important, um, you know, as, as a nation, as, as the whole of the island, um, that we connect people with nature because I don't think that many people have a huge understanding of how many species we have here mm. and just how vitally important they are, particularly marine species that we maybe know less about. And I would love to promote the messages of conservation of habitat. You know, we have some incredible habitats here that are relatively un- unknown about by the by the general population. You know, the likes of seagrass beds and, and peat, uh, which is really, really important uh, habitat. And so I would be really keen to, to get that message out and to to, to, as I say, connect as many people as possible with the amazing uh, nature that we have here on the Isle of Man in the hope that they're inspired to to preserve it for future generations. And, and do you think you have noticed a change? Because I feel that it's been a, the last couple of years going through COVID, of course, which is, hasn't been a pleasant time for many people. But I do feel in many ways it has actually heightened people's awareness of their, their local environs in many ways. I would completely agree. And I think um, people started to make really good use of that one hour exercise a day and really got out into into Manx spaces. And, and I keep using the word connect, but it's so important, mm. reconnected with the, the Manx environment. And unfortunately, it, things that are um, possibly in, in need of protection don't come to light until they're already endangered. And so it's it's about preserving what we have now rather than acting further down the line when things are already in a, a critical situation. So it's awareness and, and promoting that awareness and helping people to make those sort of simple lifestyle changes that can make all the difference to, to the nature we have here. 
It's a great project. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I think I can't think of a better person, really, from what you were saying. You seem to be, you seem to be made in heaven for it in many ways, don't you? <laughs> if people want to find out more, or find out more about your work, and maybe speak to you, or find out what's going on, there's the survey you were saying online at Manx Wildlife Trust. Anywhere else people can go to get more information? Yes. So we have um, uh, the Manx Wildlife Trust have. Um, uh, various social media on their handle which is at Manx WT I mentioned my handle which is Claire Payne Art um, and what we really want people to do is use the hashtag Manx Nature Art to uh, showcase what they can create using Manx Nature as their inspiration We look forward to speaking to you again, do stay in contact with us through the year and uh, hopefully we'll have you on Spotlight again as the year goes on with some of the projects and just how they're getting on. Thank you, I'd be delighted And again, that survey Claire mentioned is online on the MWT website, nwt.im. From art on the ground to poetry on air. Last week we heard a section of Masked, a beautiful poem by the Manx youth bard, Eva Petrova. Also in the studio was current Manx bard, Owen Atkinson, who also recorded a poem for us. I'll let Owen introduce it himself. I think this will be a good poem to read because this is something that you mentioned about poetry as... Uh, activism. Mm. I think this aligns with that. I wrote this poem kind of thinking about gender and my own gender and where I was on that journey Um, and it's called Liminality. It's okay to exist in that space between. Not knowing, not being certain is okay. To be both here and there and neither. To be both boy and girl and neither. Beyond and between, around and through, distracting and dissuading and evading, not having an answer or even a question. It's okay not to know. After all, does anyone? Does anyone really know? You are still so young. An infinite, non-linear timescape expands before you, ululating waves and undulating vibrations and unfurling triptychs of pink and blue and green and purple and yellow, Galaxies of every colour you could imagine. You have time to figure it out. Or not. It's up to you. Liminality by Manx bard Owen Atkinson. And I'm delighted to say that both Owen and Eva have agreed to record a poem for us every month during the time of their tenure in their roles. And we'll bring those to you right here on Spotlight. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, there's no shortage of wonderful theatrical talent and companies on the island, from choral societies like the DCU or the Operatics, to drama groups like the Service Players, Hog the Limelight, Parker and Snell, to name just a few. But so far, not many have tackled the classics over the years, outside of school productions, perhaps. Well, all that is set to change, as Paradox Theatre Company brings us the first of what it hopes will be many productions, the Shakespearean comedy Much Ado About Nothing, on stage early next month. To find out more, I caught up with some of the founders, the director, and some of the company during rehearsals. Charlie Williams, and I'm one of the co-founders of Paradox Theatre Company. 
So what was the concept behind it? Was it basically, let's do Shakespeare? It was really, uh, let's start a theatre company, to be honest. Um, my friend Alex and I, Alex Armstrong, who's been involved in theatre as well, I've been involved in theatre, and we had a conversation over a beer as a lot of good ideas start, and said we'd both really like to do this. We saw a kind of lack of classic theatre in the Isle of Man to a certain degree, especially Shakespeare, which is what we're starting with, and um, where a lot of UK companies come over, but there's not much for Max Axis to really get their teeth into. So yeah, we thought that's really great. We want to try and do something along those lines, and uh, everybody that we spoke to was very excited about it and got a lot of people involved so what appeals to you about Shakespeare I think it's timeless really I think that's the main thing that appeals to me about it it's something that you know at school you kind of made to read and it's always difficult to read but Shakespeare's not meant to be read it's meant to be seen it's meant to be watched experienced and I think that it, it deals with themes that are you know timeless as I say they're, they're, they're ever present in society and I think that's why he's lasted so long and is, is so enjoyed and also it's just great writing um, and still makes people laugh and cry today so that's, that's why I enjoyed it Are you surprised there's not been more Shakespeare as you say there's been a couple of all island plays schools I guess do it but really it's not been tackled elsewhere I am really and I think that this you know we've had audiences come and see the UK companies when they come over and do it and it's been really well received I sometimes heard a few people say well we don't know if there's really the actors on the island that can tackle Shakespeare and I thought that was a nonsense to be honest and, and I think that's evident hopefully if you come and see the show by everybody who's in this production because they're all a fantastic cast and there are amazing actors on the Isle of Man who can definitely tackle Shakespeare and hopefully we'll see more of it now off the back of this. We can do this, then Cupid is no longer an archer. His glory shall be ours, for we are the only love gods. I'm Lorcan O'Mahony, I play Claudio. Shakespeare, new to you, or something you've done a lot of over the years? Nothing I've ever done before, no. I, uh, usually musical theatre and the gaiety is, is what I'm used to. Um, I did Blood Brothers in terms of plays um, uh, two, three years ago, so yeah, Shakespeare is very new. New experience, new way of learning lines. It's like speaking a language I've never spoken before. Although I know the words um, and I know the order they go in, I'm not quite sure what they mean. And it's hard then to act that sometimes when you're not quite sure of the context. Um, in other shows, you know, you, you forget a line and you can kind of get to where you need to go through ad-libbing or yeah, yeah. you're making your way there. But in Shakespeare, it's so set and rhythmical and uh, the meaning is so... Um, profound and and you know tied up in the rest of the lines that you you can't take a misstep because someone in the the problem the biggest problem is someone in the audience will go that's that wasn't the line <laughs> that was wrong <laughs> that's what I should have said so um it's going to be a, a brand new experience uh, entirely and um i think the biggest thing i struggled with was what accent to use <laughs> using an irish accent doing shakespeare is not really one i've, I've heard of but um no i I'm enjoying it. I'm trying. I, I thought of doing the classic received pronunciation accent, but that thought no, that does. I only sound ridiculous. <laughs> and tell us a bit about your character. I'm uh, Claudio. I am in the company of Don Pedro and uh, and Benedict. Um, I spy a lovely young lady hero, um, and uh, decide that I would like to woo her. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about spoilers, seeing as it's, as it's been out for quite some time. <laughs> But um, myself and my companions devise a, a cunning way of winning Hero around on my behalf. And um, the prince's brother, Don John, has other ideas. 
So you've been enjoying it as, a, as an acting challenge and something different for yourself? Yeah, it's been, it's been absolutely fantastic. It's, um, it's, it's pushed it uh, and, um, you know, we, we have a, quite a short rehearsal period. Um, the director, Dave Dawson, has been involved in Hunchback and, I mean, I think he's done about 14 plays in the last three weeks. So <laughs> he's, uh, one thing that we were told was, was we'd, we'd need to be off book because we got such a short um, rehearsal period. So um, it's honestly, uh, and, and, and Dave Dawson will, will tell you, learning my lines has been one of the biggest, strangest challenges of my life. Um, you know, you, you'll know it's, it's, it's sometimes easier to learn lines while you're on foot and to associate it with movement, um, whereas Definitely. getting off book before you even stepped, stepped foot on a, on a rehearsal stage is, is very different entirely because you're, you're not doing it with anyone else. In fact, um, my phone is full of recordings of myself and my wife uh, doing the entirety of Shakespeare. And Shakespeare, never mind in an Irish accent, in a Blackburn accent is a very different experience entirely. <laughs> Um, so someday those recordings might surface, but I don't think my wife would thank me for it. <laughs> One more cast member here, just introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Dandy Dancox and I'm playing Hero. And how have you been getting on with the lines in? We've been hearing from Lorcan a bit of a challenge. Do they, they stick for you or is it something you've been working on? Um, yeah, they definitely don't stick. <laughs> um, I have struggled learning my lines. Um, I think similarly to Lorcan, I'm very used to being on stage in a musical, um, either playing a princess or an ogre more recently. <laughs> um, yeah. um, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm quite quick at picking songs up, but lyric um, lines are not my strong point. So I have struggled with that. And, and like Lorcan said as well, that the way that the lines are written are so different than, than modern scripts and with more recent plays. So that's been a challenge for me. Have you tackled any Shakespeare before in your acting career? No, I haven't. Um, I did Shakespeare in school, um, but school make it really boring. So it's been nice to do a play that I've actually enjoyed. And I think the, the actors in this play make the play a lot more enjoyable and they kind of modernise it, not in a way that, like, what, how it's set, um, but they act it like you or I in modern day, which I think is really nice and it makes the play more exciting. Lorcan and Dorsey are shaking their heads here, but <laughs> I do I do think it you don't watch it and feel bored like you would in school. So, so no, no, but it, it's it's an easy watch because everyone's so good and it's it's enjoyable. And do you think you're saying about modernizing it or from school days? Do you feel there's still a relevance for it when you're doing the Shakespeare? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I think all the, all the storylines you could definitely modernise. And I think there's films that have been based off Shakespeare plays that I think there's a She's the Man. That's, yeah, that's yeah. like a really modern film and that's, that's based on a Shakespeare play. So, yeah, I definitely think the storylines within Shakespeare plays are very modern. And I think if people realised that, they would like Shakespeare a lot more and they would do Shakespeare more. So You'd be tempted to do another one if one came up? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I would. I've, I've really enjoyed it, so I definitely would get my Shakespeare on again. <laughs> get your Shakespeare on again. A man who's uh, well, he's uh, shaping everyone one way or another. Is uh, well, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm David Dawson, the director. Ever busy, as we're hearing. How did you tackle this? Is it something have you done Shakespeare before from a directing point of view, or indeed acting? Very rarely. This is only the second time I've directed Shakespeare. So, um, and I, I kind of wanted the the challenge, um, and I knew we were going to have a, a fantastic cast, a, a lovely mixed cast, because we have got some 
real kind of experienced players within Shakespeare and, and the plays, um, with the likes of uh, Lisa and, and Peter who are playing on leads. And then we have the likes of Lorcan and Danny, who I'm used to working with much more on the, on the gaiety stage with the musicals. But it, it was a good challenge for them to kind of go, let's, let's bring you in and, and, and give you a test. And they've done fantastically well. And I think they, they judge themselves too harshly, to be honest, I think. But as you would do, I think, with Shakespeare. Um, but I think it is, it's, it's something, and as Dandy mentioned, I think the, the modernization side of it is, is because we are playing people. Shakespeare did a beautiful job of writing for people, you know, their, their flaws and all. Uh, and actually, that's kind of what comes across. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely, we're going for the kind of classical uh, Shakespeare view. Nothing different for this one. We're not trying to be out of the box. Um, but the characters just work so well. Um, you know, he knew what he was doing, didn't he? So. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to. He seemed to arrive a few good ones, didn't he? I was going to say, did you approach it from the very beginning with a clear idea of how you wanted to actually stage it? Because with Shakespeare, you can go any which way. Yeah, um, I think we, we had a, a big conversation, myself and Charlie and Alex, uh, about where we wanted to go with it. And it very much was, we didn't want to try and do anything um, out of the ordinary. It wasn't, it didn't need the bells and whistles. You know, the language is beautiful. The story is beautiful. Um, so actually, we wanted to focus more on the Characters, so we've we very much made it quite so it's slick, it's fast-paced, it moves beautifully, uh, and I, again, it just allows the humour in the in the writing to come across. Um, because really, let's be fair, those who who enjoy Shakespeare, that's what they'll come and watch and, and enjoy. Um, they don't want to see something that's set, you know, present day and with glitter balls and this and the other. That's not the case always. So for this one, it's traditional and it's working. Did you have to sort of um, cut it down at all? Are we having the whole play, or is it being trimmed a little? There's been a few changes here and there, but nothing that you won't turn up and go, this isn't, you know, this isn't the show. Uh, this isn't much ado. Um, but it's uh, just allowed things to move a little bit easier for us. Uh, and also, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big play. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got it so it kind of does march on. Um, but, yeah, you won't see anything out of the ordinary. You won't kind of think you've missed too much. Just remind us again where and when. So it's uh, King's Court Theatre, that's down in King William's College. Um, beautiful location. Indeed. Uh, and it's on the 7th to the 9th of April. And you can get your tickets from Ticketsource, ticketsource.co.uk forward slash King Williams College. Or you could also go to www.paradostheatre.im, which is P A R O D O S T H E E A. T-R-E dot I-M. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done, he got there in the end. I'll let the guys crack on. I'll just grab Charlie for one last word. It's, well, this is the first, obviously. Are you hoping this is the first of many? Oh, yes, certainly. I think, you know, we're starting this as a theatre company. We want to do a lot more. Um, you know, our, our vision when we started this was to give local actors and, and local behind-the-scenes guys more opportunity to do different types of theatre in the Isle of Man. And we know we're not married to Shakespeare. It's not necessarily what we'll always do. We're not trying to become the Isle of Man RSC. But... We, you know, we will do Shakespeare, we will do classic plays, and it's classic theatre that we want to put on the Isle of Man. Give Max audiences more variety uh, and more opportunity to see great theatre from great Isle of Man actors. We must follow the leaders. Those dates again, the 7th to the 9th of April at the King's Court Theatre in King Williams College. There is a matinee performance. You can get tickets from ticketsource.co.uk forward slash King Williams College. Or you can go direct to all the W's, of course, Parados, P-A-R-O-D-O-S, theatre.im. And there might be truth in the rumour. I could be appearing briefly myself. Speaking of shameless self-promotion... 
I couldn't resist bringing you a little bit of this. Sea shanties have been back in vogue of late since Nathan Evans brought the Wellerman to popular acclaim. Albeit I first remember shanties being popularised to a degree by the spinners back in the 70s. Spurred on by one of those two luminaries, a group of local singers from a variety of backgrounds, not all reputable, thought it would be fun to get together in order to perform a few to anyone who would listen. Thus, the snappily titled Minds a Shanty came about, and they were asked to do a little spot at this year's World Bonig Championships in Dorby. Curiously, there aren't many sea shanties about Bonig. It's a group member, J.D. Cowell, penned one specially for the night. And this is it. The Bonig Boys, recorded live on the evening. To the kitchen, boys, hooray, we're bonnied boys away. Let's get the oven on, hey ho, we're bonnied boys away. Oh, ring out the bonnied boys, hand out the bonnied boys. All sing together, boys, just for today. Hey ho, we're bonnied boys, hey ho, away. See, art and baking. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to magsradio.com and download the Spotlight podcast and listen at your leisure. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas. Stay creative. I'll see you next week. Cheerio. All sing together, boys, just for today. Hey ho, my boys, hey ho, away. <laughs> hey.